0: This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Now, here's Dr. Gloria.
1: Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr.
2: Heidi Horsley.
1: Well, today we are going to be talking a little bit about your authentic self, and I'll have to say, uh, Heidi, that it may not be for people who are maybe in the even the first and second year. Who knows? Everybody grieves differently, and it depends on your experience. But I think eventually you do have to come to terms with your authentic self. And Heidi's going to introduce us to a guest who's going to give us some great information on that.
2: Okay. And like you said, Mom, we're going to talk today about your authentic self and. How You Can Celebrate Your Life After lo- after You've Had a Loss. And our guest today is Faith Freed. Faith holds a master's degree in counseling psychology and spiritual guidance from the Institute of Transpersonal Psychology. She's also the author of the book, Is Your Authentic Spirituality Unleashed? She counsels clients in Palo Alto and San Francisco at the IntelliChi Wellness Center. Hi, Faith. Hi, Heidi and Gloria.
1: Hi. Thanks for the
2: nice introduction.
1: Happy to be with you. I've got to say something about your book first. It's actually Is, and then kind of pause, Your Authentic Spirituality Unleashed. And that's our question today. Is it? And what does that mean, Faith? What does it mean to have authentic spirituality and have it unleashed? I love that.
3: Well, you know, is stands for infinite source which is my name for God. And that's the first piece of being authentic, which is sort of um, regarding spirit in a way that rings true to you. So calling it what you want, whether it's God, the divine, spirit, universe, um, Frank, you know, (laughs) Helen, (laughs) an infinite source is what I call it. And um, so the idea of your authentic spirituality has to do with that very personal intimate relationship that you have with your creator and and my my definition of spirituality really is recognizing where you really come from and who you truly are so these things are very personal in a way i mean you can conceive of it as everyone comes from the same source or however you conceive of it, but I just want to encourage people to honor their own beliefs based on their personal experience and and what rings true. So knowing kind of where you come from and who you are are foundational pieces in terms of dealing with all kinds of ups and downs in life, including grieving and celebrating.
1: Mm -hmm. So one of the things you talk about is forgiveness. And I think that is so key in your book. And I think that's so key to, well, to unleash yourself and to let yourself go. You've got to have forgiveness, don't you?
3: Absolutely. I think uh, the first thing is forgiving yourself. And, you know, we kind of have to do that on a daily basis, Gloria. I mean, even for the little things. But, of course, when it comes to grief, we have to let go of so much. Um, we have to let go of regret. We have to forgive ourselves for those moments when we maybe weren't kind or maybe didn't connect when we could have or whatever it is that we might haunt ourselves with. We actually really have to forgive ourselves in a very real way. I mean, let go of... All of that negativity and all of that regret that haunts you, you know, and, and really come back to the present moment and just be grateful for all the things you did right and all of the good times that you did share. Kind of surrendering to your source or your creator in a sense, you know, everything kind of works out as it does and we're in this moment now. So, so forgiving yourself and, uh, forgiving others as well is really uh, very freeing. I mean, I love that. It's an old cliche, but that phrase, "Forgiveness is a gift you give to yourself," and and it's true. You know, to forgive your family members and your friends, and maybe the deceased, even for leaving you, um, you know, is is sort of even though it's, it it feels like something that you're doing as a gift to someone else, it's it just comes right back to you because you can release. The grudges and the negativity and, and um, you know, the kind of preoccupation.
1: Now, I want to say, Heidi's got a tough one on forgiveness. And, and Heidi, you've worked with the nine eleven firemen families for years. I mean, there was murder involved with that. What have those people done, for those families, and particularly the widows, as far as that goes? And what's your thought on it?
2: Well, I think that faith is bringing up something which is really important because, you know— we worked with the families, and they were, they were very angry at the terrorists, and they were very hostile, and they harbored a lot of rage and anger. And forgiveness just wasn't an option at all, because their—you know—their family members had been murdered in the trade center. So, what? But I think that what's really important is when people think of forgiveness, they think of forgiving the act, and it's not about—it's not necessarily about that. And what I'm hearing you say, Faith, is more about forgiving yourself for maybe regrets that you had. Maybe that you should have spent more time with them or maybe you're, you know, that you're harboring all this anger within yourself. I mean, it's more than just the act because sometimes people won't, aren't going to forgive the act, but there is other ways to have forgiveness is what I'm hearing. Right, right. Well, and maybe just have a relationship with forgiveness and do your
3: best and see, you know, bringing it back to authenticity everybody has a different story and a, and a different experience. And there are probably people who lived through that tragedy, among others, who actually managed to forgive the perpetrator. And I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong, but bringing it back to authentic self, you know, what, um, and, and just, okay, contemplate the idea of forgiveness. And how can I bring that more into my experience around this lost death tragedy? And absolutely beginning with with ourselves, I think it all it always does come back to self and then that is not a narcissistic sort of worldview it 's just you know that that 's where we that is where everything sort of stemmed from our whole um, life you know starts with us and so keeping our system clean is probably the first order of business so if, if it's impossible to forgive somebody who's um, wronged a loved one or has had a, an impact in, in on your life. Start with forgiving yourself for even your thoughts around that, you know?
1: I love that, forgiving yourself. I know there's something that you do. You do your little gratitude. Is it gratitude meditation that you do?
3: Yes. I call it a shout-out, Gloria. Oh, I like
1: this. A um, shout-out.
3: It's a shout-out to Infinite Source that I do at eleven eleven, only because— well, I mean, 11:11 has spiritual significance, and it sort of reminds me that everything's lining up as it should in the universe. Um, although that's hard to say to people who are grieving, so let's not, you know, let's not take that too seriously. But um, <laughs> in other words, um, it's a time of day where I can. Put, connect with my source. And then I do so just by running through, um, you know, the four aspects that I talk about in the book, which are each signified by one of the ones on the clock at that time.
1: Okay, so eleven, 11 what is 11 o'clock? What do you mean by eleven, 11?
3: 11 11 well, yeah. 11, right? Yes, exactly. Um, and you'll find it's interesting. A, a lot of people in the sort of spiritual realm find that to be a significant time. And it's, But, again, bringing it back to authenticity, anytime is fine. If you wanted to just have your daily shout-out be at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. or at noon, it doesn't matter. You know, anytime is fine. Like I said, I just chose 11-11 for my own reasons. But um, the idea is take a moment in your day just to have gratitude and to connect. With your source, with your creator, and with yourself.
1: Now, Heidi, talk about what happens when you have gratitude, because I know you talk about it when you give uh, keynotes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love what Faith is saying, and, and I know that she lives it because we've had her on our show.
1: On our TV show, if you want to watch that.
2: Yes. But, um, you know, the research, and you probably know this, Faith, the research completely supports the benefits of gratitude. In fact, according to the psychological research that's out there, that is the number one quickest way to change your energy, is to be grateful. And like you said, you, you know, give a shout out of what you're grateful for or call somebody and tell them you're grateful for them or writing a letter and sending it to somebody. These are powerful things that we can do to feel better in our lives. And they can be very small. Like, I'm so grateful today that my hot water works as I'm taking a shower. Exactly. They can start out very little, especially after a loss. Because sometimes after a loss, we don't even know how to begin being grateful because we're so ungrateful at that point for the way that our lives are right now.
1: And you may be grateful that you could match your socks that day. That's about how basic <laughs> it gets.
2: Exactly, mm-hmm.
3: exactly. It also brings you back into the present moment when we're thinking about something that happened or the past and or the future. You know, it's uh, what can I be
2: grateful for in this moment right
3: now? And there's always something.
2: Absolutely. The more that we focus on the gratitude, the more that it grows, the more that we recognize things around in our lives that we're grateful
1: for. I think that gratitude can really kind of be the beginning of maybe finding our authentic self again. I think it's hard to find it. I mean, your life is so changed sometimes that find—I mm-hmm. love the word of authentic. I, I love thinking about finding my authentic self. And giving yourself the gift of finding, it almost seems kind of selfish. I get to find myself. And this is a time people should be doing it. When you've had a loss, it's your time.
3: Uh-huh. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it points to life because when, it, when you're facing loss, you have to look at the flip side of that and you have to look at your own life and say, wow, look what I have, this gift, what am I going to do with it? And in order to kind of make the most of it, it, it does force one to really to really delve into the questions of what am I here to do? What are my gifts? What are my strengths? What's on my bucket list? And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. We have to um, make the most out of life and celebrate it, and you know, live it, live life to the fullest, you know. And I know, I know it's hard to do that when you're grieving, but eventually, I think you can turn a corner and you can start to celebrate life. You can start to celebrate the life of the deceased, and you can celebrate your own, and you can really make it a spiritual practice to enjoy your life.
1: I like that. I love the shout out idea, Heidi, because I feel like. You know, you feel like screaming. <laughs> I like the idea <laughs> <laughs> Not just sitting there thinking about it, but shouting it out at 11-11, 11 minutes after 11. And when
3: you say you really feel like, like so screaming, Gloria, are you, do you mean screaming in joy or you mean screaming in frustration?
1: I think just making noise. I don't know. After you have a loss, I think you just I, one of the things I always talk to people about is the car and the shower are great places to scream. You just want to scream, you know.
3: Well, and I think I think that's a gr- that's a great point. It's almost like you have to give that scream of of frustration or anger in some form before you're ready to give the scream of joy again, and that's okay. I mean, you can you can talk it out with a friend. You can see a therapist. You can see Scream in the trees. You know what I mean. You can um, journal it through. Write a letter. You can, um, you know, ask your creator how this happened. And, and but to really be able to release that, in, in some kind of way, I think is really important. You know, we can't just skip straight to celebration. I mean, we have to let out all the feelings and kind of process them. But that also is, an, is, is a very authentic process. And, and for some people, it may be pretty quick. It may be pretty, honestly... um You know, I know someone who lost all of his family members within the span of like five years. That's mother, father, and sister. And you know, his attitude was very much like you got to get on with it, you got to live your life, and he's quite a happy guy um, and doing so pretty successfully. But then I know other people who just really have to, you know, every day they're honoring the life of the person who they lost, and that's what works for them. So I think it is, um, you know, grief is authentic, and then so is and so is the celebration. And screaming is good, you know, screaming for
2: joy, screaming in anger, just let it out.
1: Right, right. Heidi, you have any thoughts on this? I'm
2: just just kind of toying and struggling with the idea of the word authentic. So does authentic kind of mean how are we unique or what is our purpose on this earth? I think authentic, you know, and I I say this often, it's just this idea of
3: what rings true to you, Heidi? So there, there may be different, and you probably, you talk to all these different authors and you know, guests and, and theorists, lecturers, what have you, experts on grief. And probably there are times where you think, gosh, you know, this just rings all my bells. This this is like a truth speaker for me, and it all makes sense. And then there are other times where you're probably think this is a bit of a stretch for me. I don't know if this is really, you know, a fit. It's not really how I see things. And so the authentic piece is just embracing things that – that feel like truth to you and that resonate. And and better than even deciding that based on external input, we come to find that through internal examination and through contemplation. So it's, for me, if I have lost, rather than going and finding all of these um, sort of um, prescriptions, which are also super important and helpful, before I do that, you know, I sit with myself. What are my feelings? What do I need? How am I doing? Where am I in the process? You know, like tuning in. What, what are my body sensations? What, How you know, where do I feel um, anything in my body that needs attention? Is my heart tight? Is my, am I short of breath? You know, can I breathe deeper? All of these things help you to hone your authentic self because they're coming straight
2: from you. I like that. So we check in with ourselves and see where we are. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, I wanted to cover one last thing before uh, we close the show. Um, Could you talk a little bit about setting intentions when you enter a room? I I really like that. And it's one of the things that you have in your book, which, by the way, I would recommend to people get. It's a great book.
3: Well, yeah. You know, you, you mentioned celebration, and it's a good thing to keep in mind in February when things can be a little dark and cold. And you actually can be the, the neon sign that lights up a room, if you just intend that. So it's, you know, before you walk into a social gathering, you may think, you know, I, I want to be love. I want to ooze love. I want to ooze love and light. And it's almost like just turning on that switch. It's a, it's a huge difference whether you do or you don't. So, so an intention is really that simple. It's saying, you know what? Um, the feeling that I want to bring with me is that of, you know, love and light. I want to raise the vibration. I want to give good energy. And then when you do that, um, as Heidi pointed out on our TV segment, I remember you saying, you know, it's contagious and it comes right back to yeah. you. And it only takes one person to elevate the consciousness of an entire room.
1: And I think this is important. The reason I wanted to bring this up was that we closed the show. But I do believe that if you are a brief person, you're a little further down the road, you do need to think, start thinking a little more about what you do bring when you go into a room and into a setting. Uh, because, you know, we have a lot of expectation that other people will help us when we've had a loss. But think about how you can go in, because the next step in your life, if you've had a loss, is service. The Little things that you can do for the world that nobody will even be aware of, but you will be. I'm going to bring some peace, joy, and light, or just friendship or whatever that uh, you can into a room right now. So you can set your intention. It can be really small. It can be just like, I'm going to go in. I'm going to try to smile or meet a new person or, you know, set some little goals for yourself. And I think that you will find your authentic self again. And Faith, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's
2: been my pleasure.
3: Thank you, Faith. Really
2: thank you both. So I love much. everything you're doing, and you definitely do raise the vibration with, with who you are And you definitely ooze that love and light, doesn't she, Mom?
1: Yes, you do, and I love it. Before we close the show, give people your website and tell about, you know, give your book name again and where people can get it.
3: Well, thanks. And both of you are certainly um, an inspiration and talk about being role models for In Service, which is one of my chapters. Thank you for all that you do. My book is called Is Your Authentic Spirituality Unleashed? It's published by Hay House and available on Amazon. And on my website... um, Actually, it's not available on my website, but there's a lot about my book on my website, which is faithfreed.com. So it's just F-A-I-T-H-F-R-E-E-D.com.
1: Thank you, Faith, and thanks again for being on the show.
2: Thanks, Faith. Thank you both so much. I enjoyed it.
1: Well, Heidi, what a delight Faith is, isn't she? I love her name, Faith.
2: Me too. She really is, And, and her website is so positive. It will shift your energy very quickly if you go to it.
1: Well, we want to thank you all for listening today, and we want to remind you that if you've lost hope, Please lean on ours till you find your own, and God bless.
0: You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Doctors Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com, along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.